0: You're listening to The Recovered Life Show, the show that helps people in recovery live their best recovered lives. And here is your host, Damon Frank.
1: Welcome back to The Recovered Life Show. I am here today with The Recovered Life Experts for a very special Halloween edition of The Recovered Life Show. And we're going to be talking all about how to survive Halloween safe, happy, and sober welcome george schneider lane kennedy and christina dennis how are you guys doing hi there good to see you all good to to be here. here great to see everyone uh what an exciting topic halloween always fun but let's face it a huge drinking holiday right like really all the advertising everything is centered around drinking 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 and partying and escapism and things that could be dangerous for people that are in recovery um George, your thoughts here, you know, when you look at Halloween, what are things that you tell people to do to really prep to make sure that they're going to get through this sober?
2: Oh, Damon, I thank you for doing this. I I just got caught in uh, Day of the Dead traffic outside of uh, the uh, Hollywood Forever Cemetery. And this is a very, very big holiday here in Hollywood and West Hollywood, California. So it is not only the drinking, and, but it's the dressing up. It's the being somebody else. It's the, and if you're the kind of alcoholic that, a lot, that I was, pretending to be somebody I wasn't is a very big deal. And using alcohol to help that make that a little easier, even more of a deal. The truth is, though, you can do this sober. You can do it with people, other people. And there are big packs, big packs of sober folks going out tonight and going out during today and looking after each other and wanting to participate and wanting to celebrate without doing it with drugs and alcohol. So hang with people you want to hang with that are going to that are going to look after you. That's one of the things that I learned early on,
1: you know, Lane is George, you brought up a lot of stuff about, you know, pre, you kind of come up with a plan, right? Like have the structured plan. And we've been talking a lot about that this week on clubhouse and, and, and on recovered life about how do you get the structured plan? And a lot of it really has to do with mindfulness is being in the right space, right? Because I know, especially in early sobriety, you can get into huge trouble by not kind of hitting the reset button and really being mindful of what you're thinking and what you're feeling. Lane, you're a, you know, you're a mindfulness expert and you deal with people, especially in early recovery mm-hmm. that struggle, right? They might be struggling with yeah. emotions and what they're feeling Do you have some tips to kind of help people? What do you tell people like before they go out for like a big Halloween event?
0: Well, first off, I love what George said, getting a crew. And secondly, I just want to say, you know, being intentional about your evening, like where, who, are you, who exactly are you going to hang out with? Who's your person that you're going to call if things would go sideways, because things can get, you know, scary in a minute, right? Somebody passes you a drink and you take a swig of it and it just happens to have alcohol in it. What are you going to do? So having intention around the evening will change the trajectory of that evening. So if you should take a drink, what are you going to do? Have a plan with your buddy, with your partner in crime for the evening, who's going to be your support system arm in arm with you that night. That's really like where
1: I start. So, so important, you know, that, that bodyguard that comes, that comes with you, right. Just to make sure. And it's okay. You can both be
0: dressed up as ghosts. You can both be dressed up as, you know, um, FBI agents, whatever, and, you know, add some humor into the intention, have fun with it. I'm all for it.
1: Yeah. You know, and what you're talking about is being mindful and then George is saying, you know, have this plan, you know, Christina, we talk a lot about that Halloween is the gateway to the holidays, right? It's that magic time that you walk through all of a sudden. Now you're in the holidays when you hit Halloween and then here comes family Mm -hmm. and close friends and drama and feelings. How, How do you start to kind of, you know, I hate to use the word manage, but you kind of have to do. How do you put it in perspective, right? How do you put all this in perspective when this comes up?
3: Well, absolutely. Both what George said and Lane said is is exactly you know the beginning. And I think that it's the starter gun, right? Halloween is a starter gun for holidays. So acknowledging that there's going to be stress, acknowledging that there is probably going to be some drama around it, acknowledging that the entire world, not just maybe your family or you, have feelings and opinions about the holidays. So getting yourself prepared for that. I personally believe when you're working with somebody, an accountability partner or a coach, it's time to acknowledge the traditions that you've had, do a little inventory of what didn't work, check your motives for the future, and and have your entire plan of action set out. This is, this is, Basically, what Lane was just saying in a in a way that you are going to create new traditions. It not everybody is drinking. There is a huge group of people that are not drinking. Just because there won't be alcohol in your life does not mean that you cannot enjoy the holiday. But I think it's super important to acknowledge not only alcohol, but the sugar that is attached to this holiday and preparing yourself with self-care, preparing yourself with the mindfulness, having your wingman or your crew. It's going to help you get through this holiday, but you can have fun. I've had 25 Halloweens and they have been really, really fun since sobriety has started. So I just want to encourage people to know that.
1: Yeah. You know, you are talking about self-care and Mm -hmm. you tapped on the sugar thing. And I'm just Mm going to, I'm going to say it, look, we're not doctors and you know, we can cite studies and everything, but we're all, we're all sober and long-term. And we know that, um, look, sugar can make us not think clearly. Correct, And especially if we have, there's a lot of alcohol and I don't know, and you know, guys jump into, because I find out of every holiday that's out there, I think Halloween, you know, drugs and alcohol are pushed the most. Mm-hmm. I mean, wouldn't you say that?
0: I, agree. I totally and, agree.
3: And, you know, processes, you know, it's, it's, uh, acting out sexual behaviors, the costumes. I mean, it is literally an yeah. adult playground. For many, many people. And even in my neighborhood that's based, it's a family neighborhood. The parents are walking around with to go cups while their kids are getting the other kind of dope sugar. So it's definitely a gluttonous kind of holiday and Mm. it's a little sneaky because we don't think about that we know thanksgiving is going to have family we know thanksgiving is probably going to have like of course the big turkey dinner and has some gratitude around it but halloween is sneaky which is why i think it's great that we're giving it a little attention yeah
2: and again it's about appearance remember too i mean there's that whole fomo i'm gonna miss out everybody else is doing everybody else is not doing it correct you know a, a revelation for me at the beginning when i was everything's contagious everything so hang with the people you want to catch what they got right beautiful and as we've all sadly learned if one of your group decides to use glitter in their costume you're all going to be wearing glitter (laughs) 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 it is it is unavoidable so true um and so it's important but we had uh, for years the parade goes through west hollywood and um and there's an island down the middle and we had sober island yeah, And Sober oh, Island is where we had, and we, there were people who came and were like wanting to join us. You guys are having the most fun. Right. We're also going to remember this tomorrow. <laughs> and you're not, it, but it, it's that perception that right. we must be on something that nobody else was on, you know, didn't down here in Orange
3: County, there was a big, no bruise, no booze cruise. And it was the event of the year. Like there was Uh, costumes and, you know, like uh, whatever you call dance parties. Like it was so fun. And I had, and I'm telling the absolute truth. I had more fun on Halloween sober and with my sober people than I ever did drinking. Like you said, I could remember it. I was safe. There weren't any fights. Like it was truly what I think Halloween was supposed to be.
1: Yeah, and Lane, you're in San Francisco and I've spent several sober uh, days whole city. in San Francisco. The whole years city. Years at Halloweens. And, and, it's, and it's crazy there. It's a thing, right? I mean, yep. it's a thing. I'm one neighborhood
0: over from the Castro, which the whole Castro shuts down. It wow. becomes a walkway um, of, you know, drag queens and drag kings. And it's absolute mayhem, but there is a sober, like, wait, you were talking about George, a sober Island. They'd have a sober, like hangout uh, where the sober people go. And people are always more attracted to the sober people. It seems like they have a a better time. Mm -hmm. There's like, there's dancing. It makes sense. Uh, Again, they're more, they're more mindful of what they're doing and the people around them. You know, if somebody falls down drunk, you know, the sober person is the first person to help them get up Mm -hmm. and support them you know the sober person is there ready to take care of somebody who is suffering who maybe drank a little too much that <laughs> night Oops. yeah it's a good time yeah and there
2: can be i think people this perception again of what's going on and everybody else is and you know you go on facebook and you think see all this and they must be man, there is great joy. There's great fun. We didn't get people don't get sober to have a boring time. No, nope. you know, no. it is not about being miserable now. And I think that's a big piece, but it's going to require you to go out and hook up and find a meeting, find a group of people. If you're brand new, there are meetings on Zoom. There are meeting. There are ways to find people. And all you got to do is say, hey, what are the rest of you doing on Halloween? Yes. Yeah. What are the rest of you doing on Thanksgiving? You know,
1: yeah,
2: a holiday is 24 hours, but that's, it can be a very long 24 hours, depending on what kind of situation you get in, so.
1: Well, you know, we were talking, one of the things that came up on Recovered Life this week is there were a lot of, there were some, there was, I would call buckets of fear, like areas mm-hmm. that were huge triggers for people that they were worried about a week, two weeks ago, before they came into 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 the Halloween weekend, right? One was I'm going to get there. Everybody's going to be drinking and I'm not going to have any kind of defense at all. Right. And then all of a sudden it's going to be push me and everybody's going to know that I'm drinking. And kind of like what you said, George, is like I've found in early sobriety, we're just thinking about ourselves 24 hours a day. Right. But in general, people aren't people think about themselves. They're not thinking about whether You are drinking or not drinking right guys like you've all been sober for a long period of time. After a while that thought kind of becomes a little ridiculous doesn't it. Yeah, nobody cares. <laughs> no, one <cares. laughs> no one cares. No
0: one's paying attention to what I'm drinking unless right. they have a problem.
3: <laughs> I was going to say, unless you're highlighting what they're doing, but yeah. you not drinking. Absolutely. Cause I was that person. What do you mean you're not drinking? Why is that not happening? You know, what do you mean? Just have one. And now of course I think back to it and I go, Ooh, I wish that had not happened, but uh, I think it's, and I think it's also very, um, there is an entire movement, alcohol-free lifestyle, and it's becoming much more, you know, understandable to people that there's this is a choice, and I'm choosing not to.
2: Another so. piece, I think. Oh, sorry, but another piece I just think we need to touch on is that, particularly Halloween, also Mardi Gras, also here in Southern California, where costumes involve a lot less clothes <laughs> than um, than they did it back in back east. Um, it can get a very, uh, it can get very, there can be a lot of sexual tension um, and a little uh, temptation to say, oh, oh, well, I've gone this far. And I think that's again another reason why hang with folks that are going to look after you and not let you get into it. But temptation that Halloween opens the door and it can extend through the holidays. And we got New Year's Eve um, and mistletoe, and there's a lot of drugs and alcohol and sex and mm-hmm. sugar i guess um
0: lots of opportunities for scandalous behavior for sure and i think that's where you know being mindfulness or being mindful of how you want to live in your sober life mm. comes into play it's like how do you want to wake up tomorrow morning do you want to wake up next to somebody's husband or some like, is that how you want to live? If that's, if that's how you want to live, then okay, go through and, you know, engage, but really stepping back or stepping aside for a moment, checking in with your buddy before taking that action is going to change tomorrow. It's going to change that, you know, maybe the regret groupless yes. behavior. Yes. <laughs>
3: I I was, I think that's such a good point lane that, you know, we don't get sober to just not drink. We get sober to have the kind of life that, you know, we didn't think was possible. And through recovery, we all start learning the value of our body, you know, and, and possibly not giving that away. We start learning the value of our body and not putting stuff in it. That's going to hurt it. And we will take on the actual personality of the people that we're around. So I think these are all really, really good tips to keep people safe. Stay in the middle so you don't get picked off, right? Stay in the middle. And it's perfectly okay to look at new traditions and decide how you want to handle that. And that intention, you know, rather than autopilot, the intention mm-hmm. is the key.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the I you know I think the whole 12 step version of halt hungry angry lonely tired really plays mm-hmm. in. I think when you have these huge weekends where there's family and friend obligations or you might have kids mm-hmm. and they're trick-or-treating and doing stuff like that, you know, just taking a moment to make sure that you have a good breakfast. Mm-hmm. You know, I know we have we had a social engagement last night. I have a lot of things I have to do today. We have things planned tomorrow. So, you know, I slept in 15 to 30 minutes more today because I just felt I needed it. And I had a really good breakfast and nice. I took some time just to kind of meditate a little bit and just be okay with with what's, you know, with myself and what's going on, right? And just that, that feeling of self-care because we know, look, if you take away from somebody who has alcoholism, drug addiction, any kind of addiction, codependency, if they're going to fill that void with anything else. And most of the time, if it's not drugs and alcohol or sex or something like that on Halloween, it's going to be sugar and bad food. And you can wake up just as hungover oh, from yes. that feeling in the next oh, yes. day.
2: Oh, yes. Angry. Um, yeah. Oh, another, another tip uh, I was given, and it really served me well, is always have an exit strategy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's not now it's a lot easier today than it was back in the day when before Uber or Lyft but have cab, cab fare in your pocket. Yeah. And no maybe not I'll drive my way myself home. I mean, you know, there are ways to get out. And nobody again if, if you are with a crowd that suddenly wants to party, nobody's going to notice at mm-hmm. uh, my trick always was right. show up or if you've got to go to a party where there's drugs and alcohol show up early make sure the host and hostess to see you mm-hmm. and then don't say good night because they'll never remember <laughs> but when they get going and you try and say "Oh, i gotta go oh no 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 this is when the body shots and this is when no 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 we gotta no no and i discovered just don't say they'll never remember right. Oh, we i didn't see you i didn't see you later yeah no i i Easy. You just kind of disappear, right? you just kind of like- Genius, genius. <laughs> they're having fun. And they're, the ones that aren't having fun are going to go with you. <laughs> what happened to George? George evaporated. Yeah. And it's like, and we're all, but again, get exit strategy, cab fare in your pocket, telephone number, Lyft, Uber. It's too easy to get away
1: and you need to. And there, there you go, better off. So- I love that. Yeah, it you know, one of the things I've noticed too with with Halloween is that as the years have gone on and the longer I've been sober, it's shocking how many people are not drinking now, that aren't alcoholic or don't have addiction issues. They're just not drinking, right? And then and this comes into another thing that I actually got calls from this week from people who had long-term sobriety. And this is gonna maybe be a little contra- controversial, but the whole idea of the mocktail, mm. potentially for some people being not so safe, right? Because they're, they're mixing it out a party and that if you're in really high alcohol-driven or drug-driven situations, you know you're going to be there, is just bringing your own beverage So, you know, exactly what it is and don't put it down, right. Mm -hmm. To kind of have that with you because it's so easily, especially in early sobriety, it's so easily to get that confused. And the next thing, you know, you've consumed alcohol and you didn't, you didn't have the intent to do it, but you just picked up the wrong glass or it, it looked like this mocktail that you're doing, but actually it wasn't right. Very good
3: point.
1: Yeah, if you're
2: a host or a hostess, and I have friends who do re- are required uh, to to host gatherings where alcohol is provided, then I can understand why you, the hostess makes herself a a special a special cocktail that's got that you know toothpick with the the piece of fruit she knows that's hers, and it looks festive, and everybody's. That's another possibility. but I think there are ways to I think you got to be careful with the mocktails and at least in my opinion. I'm fine with something carbonated out of a can. <laughs> but I don't go to fancy parties that much. Um,
0: and if you're if you're if you are invited to a party, you can bring your own bottle, right, of non-alcoholic whatever. I mean, we have so many options now. Uh, It's, it's liberating as someone who is in recovery, who perhaps wants to have a festive drink to hand it over to the bartender or to the host and say, I'm going to be drinking this. Do you want to join me with it? Mm -hmm. Like, ah, perfect. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. And you know, this is another thing that has come up too. And Christine, I have to ask you this question because you talk a lot about family and appropriate times to address situations, right? And non-appropriate times. Many times, this is the first time that they've seen the family. And especially with the pandemic, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, you haven't maybe seen some some people for years, literally a year or two, right? So you're there. The whole idea of not addressing huge, deep things during, (laughs) we talk, we laugh a lot about this, like, you know, look, it's just a pumpkin carving, we're not talking about what happened in yeah. fourth grade, right?
3: Yeah. Yeah, where you actually you know, say you screwed up my life instead of pass the knife (laughs) so I can cut my pumpkin. Yeah. It's not the time. That's why you want to have somebody to talk to beforehand. You want to have that kind of backup, that partner. And if they can come with you, great. If it's not a situation where they can be there with you, sometimes that doesn't work. You're expected to show up by yourself. Then you do a call where they protect you, you know, beforehand in the middle And after you leave with a plan to take care of yourself. One other thing that we haven't talked about, and I think this is very, very key is you go to the party full, you know, you eat your dinner beforehand, good, clean food that you know how it was prepared and you go full, right? And I love the idea of bringing your own bottle, your own drink. You know, I I absolutely have done this for years Um, and, you know, check your motives, right? check your motives. Do you actually have to go to that party? For a lot of times for me, especially in early sobriety, if I really, really took it down, you know, and and became very honest with myself, which I would do with a coach, a sponsor, an advisor, a therapist, I sometimes didn't really need to be there. Like it was going to be okay for me to stay home and pass out candy. You know, it really was. And as I've gotten older in, you know, recovery, I've kind of decided to go that route. But there are so many options for people, you know, no matter what age group you are in your sobriety to make yourself and keep yourself safe on this holiday.
2: Another trick I used to um, have a list or do a little prep in, in advance and have some questions, mm-hmm. questions that we can talk safe ones, mm-hmm. not you know, not delving deep into family history, but safe questions, just things, what, not what you're going to tell them, because that was my initial, you know, intention, but things I could ask right. the brother or the aunt, the uncle, the the host, the hostess, things that I could bring up as topics and then let them run with it, you know, but um, very popular guests at a party are those that are not talking they are those that are asking questions and getting other people to talk. And then they all
3: Right. Such a good point. I love that. I love that. People are interested in talking about themselves. So if you do not know what to say, you always ask them, what do they, you know, what is going questions. on in their life?
0: Yeah. <laughs> questions. Be the yeah. person who asks all the questions and people right. will be like, Oh, who is this person? They're that genius. The, that <laughs> and, the, and Lane, you, know, awesome. you,
1: because you deal with aware, you know, awareness and mindfulness, is that, you know, it's also not the place right to do the amends. Uh, no, the oh my goodness. <laughs> no. Not, yeah, No, and I've heard people do that. They're like, I'm storming in to Christmas Eve and this is the time no. we're going to set it all straight. And I'm like, I'm not quite sure that's a great idea. Yeah. No, Day of the Dead, not a good to time it.
2: to revelations about family, you know, family <laughs> and
1: what Uncle Bob did once upon a time. Yeah. No, no. no, no. Exactly. No. So in conclusion, guys, I wanted to just ask every single one of you your scariest sobriety moment and how you got out of it. I'm putting, Oh, and and I didn't tell them I was going to ask this question, but if you could share maybe a social thing that happened, it doesn't have to necessarily be Halloween, but it was maybe scary at the time. Looking back, you might not think it was scary, but scary at the time and how you got out of it. Christina, can you recall Um, something and how you got out of it?
3: Yeah, I do. I do. I remember I was very newly sober, so still in my 20s. And I went to a bar. This is about check your motives. I had no real business being there. And I remember, uh, you know, ordering a drink like a club soda and thinking that it didn't say that it was a club soda when I took a sip of it, thinking it really wasn't. And it was probably something that hadn't been grossly, not washed, but there was a smell. And I remember freaking out that I had somehow lost my sobriety and just being obsessed with it until I could get in touch with my advisor, my sponsor at the time and say, Oh my God, I think I just took a sip of it. And she giggled because this is common. And, uh, the way I got out of it was to step outside of the bar and make a phone call but also to leave much earlier than I had planned to leave because I was not having a good time. I didn't have a plan. I didn't have a sober buddy. And my, you know, frankly, I didn't really need to be there, but we live and learn.
1: Absolutely. I think everybody that's been sober long-term has been through a situation like that. And it is, it's scary. Mm -hmm. It's very scary. Lane, what about you? A scary moment.
0: I'm like racking my brain right now. Like, what? What have I had one? I know I have. Uh, Landing in the middle of a third world country, and it being holiday season, and not speaking the language, not knowing where I was going, and not having a, a circle, right? Not having anybody with me, and I ended up. I carried my book with me, right? So I ended up opening my book and reading my book, which settled my nerves, calmed me down, so I could then take the next right action, which was to get to a phone booth. They had they had phone booths.
1: <laughs> I remember the phone booths.
0: <laughs> yeah, they had phone booths, and i make making a long distance international call. What do I do next? Mm. Yeah, that was... It's terrifying.
1: Yeah, that would that would hit all of my buttons because <laughs> you know you don't even know what you're ordering.
0: No, that was like know, absolutely nothing.
1: Yeah, and especially during a holiday, you don't mm-hmm. know what what's going to happen. Yeah. What about you, George? A scary moment in sobriety and how you got out of it. I
2: was. It was. I was counting days, uh, really, really early on, and I got invited to a very old friend. She was getting married. Big fancy, very big fancy event um probably one of the fanciest things that i've ever been and i didn't know what to do and i asked somebody in aa and they said well you just turn your glass upside down Mm -hmm. that's the signal there were a bunch of glasses at the seat you know and i was by myself and i didn't i'd like do i turn them all over what do i do and it was all this so i did the one and the waiter saw me do it and he said i'm gonna look after you sir and that evening was, in fact, people were like, who is that? He must be famous. <laughs> they were, And, but I was terrified. I didn't know what to do. And I didn't know what, and I remember at one point the dessert came around. He said, you don't want this. And he brought me something else. And then they were convinced that I was like some special guest and something. I got the special. And then they all want it. You know, people went, well, I want that. You know, it was fantastic. And I realized something, the, the great magic of this is We are everywhere. Mm-hmm. We are everywhere. I promise anyone out there who's new, all you got to do is just reach out. We are there. We're going to look after you. you. You've got a wingman you didn't even know you had. You got buddies you didn't even know you had. All you got to do is let us know that you need help and you've got people around you. You really do. Even in when something that you had no idea, you know, knew no one, that guy looked after me and it was a, it was a, it was a good evening. It could have been scary. That's-
1: that is a great, that is a great story guys. I'd like to thank you so much uh, for coming on today, coming to the show. And I, I, you've been of great service and I know if anyone is listening to this right now, and, and of course, if you guys have final thoughts, jump in, but I, I just want to say, if anybody's listening to this right now, what George says is you're not alone and you definitely can get through this holiday sober, even if you don't think you can. And I think that's a, that's an important part. Like if you don't think you can, but you take right action, you probably are going to get through okay. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. So thank you so much, George right. Schneider, thank Lane you. Kennedy, Christina Dennis. I'm going to put links to all of their stuff. Guys, these guys are fabulous and you definitely need to be following them on Instagram and all the social channels. I'm going to list everything uh, in the show notes here and definitely look them up, follow them and hear what they have to say. And I want to wish everybody a very happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Safe safe holidays. Have fun.
0: Keep the conversation going. Join recovered life, a community of like-minded people who are looking to live their best recovered lives. Membership is free and you can apply at recoveredlife.us.